Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and everybody else hanging out on a Tuesday night. It is Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. I am Sean Hood, and that is Dave Taylor. How you doing, everybody? And we are here tonight to review WWE TLC, which happened. Um, <laughs> we will we will talk about it. Actually, some good stuff on there, and then something else. We'll talk about it. It's all coming up. <laughs> but before we get into it, got to get the business out of the way. If you are joining us live on social media while we're streaming live, appreciate you being here. Feel free to throw in a comment, say hi, let us know you are here, and make your voice heard. If you have any thoughts on the show, let us know. Uh, and if I, as I'm saying that, if you're one of the people listening later, well, the social media is facebook.com slash ESPR99 and the Twitter at ESPR99. You can follow us on both of those. Turn on your notifications so when we go live, you get notified and you can be a part of the show as well. Uh, if you are listening to the, if you're going to listen to us later, if you want to, you can always find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR wrestling. You can find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just give us a five-star rating and a review. When you do, we greatly appreciate it. And the easiest thing all the time, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com. By all means, please hit up those two websites. If you need to stay in touch with what we've got going on, it'll always have our most recent episode up there. So, without further ado, I think we get right into uh, the meat about why we're here tonight, Dave, which is the uh, WWE TLC 2020 review. Yeah, well, you know, well, what a what a fun way to wrap up uh, 2020. We 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 knew it was going to be uh, some crazy stuff going on in the match, and we did. Uh, and uh, holy crap, we weren't we weren't <laughs> wrong. We weren't wrong. Boy, was there some crazy stuff in that match and yeah. that show. Uh, we, I was almost right. We started with, <laughs> uh, we started with Roman Reigns and, um, or no, I'm sorry, with Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles this time because we closed yeah. with Drew McIntyre last time. So I, it made sense after that. I was like, all right, cool. And now I see what they're doing. Um, <clears throat> and I guess we can just start with that right away because I don't care about the pre-show. I'm ignoring that it exists. I actually uh, think that was one of the better pre-show matches we had all year. Yeah, I don't care. Still didn't mean anything. <laughs> um, TLC match for the WWE Championship: Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles. Nobody really expected AJ to win this going into it, um, but let me say, first of all, they worked very well together. I thought it was a good match. Drew McIntyre, how is this dude six foot six, seven, whatever he is, and he's so good at selling? Like, he's yeah. really, really good. I'm trying to tighten my mic here, which doesn't seem to be working. But he, he's really good at selling, uh, his, getting, like, beat up. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, he had the Hell in the Cell match where he fell through the table, which just looked extremely painful for any table spot that one just looked really bad but he was incredible in this match we we knew when we talked about this match last well, week, we said it would be great you know and it's like this is like the one match that doesn't need the gimmicks because these guys are so good you're not covering up anything right uh, but, but drew mcintyre last couple of months like so much improvement not that he was bad before but it is great I just Maybe think he's style. finally getting a chance to to really shine. He's he's finally got the 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 support and the room to to really run with this. Yeah. Um which is great. And he is working with quality opponents. I mean, he's worked with Seth Rollins, he's worked with Bobby Lashley, he's worked with Randy Orton, he's worked with AJ Styles. I mean, there's there's a lot of quality in that in that group. Yeah, yeah, the Reigns um, match he had in Survivor Series. Was, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um during the match though, uh the thing that a lot of us expected might happen uh, the Miz comes out to cash in his briefcase. Uh, as Philip says, Miz failing to cash in was straight hilarious. I will say this. I was biting my nails at a few parts because they had a they had very, even though I was still pretty sure that Drew was going to win, they had believable moments for, for all three guys towards the end of that there. 
I, I love this match. It was so well done. And like you just said, there's so much drama. When was the last time we had drama in the match? You're like, oh my God. Like, yeah, real like, drama. Yeah. Miss is going to win her. AJ's going to win it. Uh, the spot where almost comes in to stop the Dude. Miss. When almost just kind of dumps him over the top rope like a big baby, like that. I I don't know. It was unintentionally funny because it's just the way he's holding, creating him, cradling yeah. him like a child, and then just dumps him out of the ring. But then Morris it hits him with that chair that explodes when it hits him, and yeah. almost. Hey, look, this guy may never be a fantastic wrestler, but that is it. Just that few moments of interaction he had in that match has given him already boosted him a great deal. Yeah, yeah, that was great. And it got him out of the match. because Yeah, in a way that made sense. Yeah, because I was like, because if he's there, and he didn't really interfere other than giving AJ a a ladder. um, So he didn't didn't play a big part, which was really smart. Oh, I I agree, agreed. uh, To do that. And then the uh, the great ending, so many teases, because like, oh, my God, AJ's going to win this. Dude, there was a time I thought for sure that uh, like each one of them could have won. And I was like, oh, God. So my heart kept jumping all of a sudden because (laughs) – uh, because of that, uh, it would now, and you got to remember, I'm in a uh, a fantasy wrestling league, right? And yeah. Drew McIntyre is my team captain. So uh-huh. anytime he wins a title match, I get bonus <laughs> points. And if it's a if it's a uh, uh, like a, a gimmick match, like a TLC match or whatever, you get more points, right? And so I'm watching this, and when Miz comes out and gets involved, my heart stopped because I was like, <laughs> no, I need these points. And, because the person who has Miz, because somebody in our league has the Miz. And uh, for the amount of time he has the briefcase and it hasn't been cashed in, points have built up. So he had, like, if they'd have won, they'd have had, like, an automatic 32 points just from that one thing, which is a lot. By wow. the, way, the average thing you're getting is, like, one or two. Um, so it would have been a lot at once. So when that happened, I literally jumped out of my chair, and I was like, yeah, suck it! <laughs> but then, like you said, the match was good. It was There was plenty of drama in it. Uh, Drew looked great. AJ looked great. Um, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was, yeah, it was a yeah. lot of fun. And then you had on Raw the Miz uh, doing Miz TV and apologizing to AJ Styles. Half-assed apologizing. It was. I mean, yeah. it, it, the whole oh. thing kind of landed flat for me because I'm just like, ah, it was. It, then they had to tag later that night, and you're just like, okay. That's yeah. I, I don't like that stuff either. When they have to do that. Hey, John's got a good question for you, by the way. How does a fantasy wrestling league work? He would love to do that. Well, I mean. Like other fantasy sports leagues, you know, you just draft people at the whenever you whatever you would deem to be the beginning of the year for us. It's our beginning of the season for us. It's right after WrestleMania. Um, so we drafted people. Uh, we've all got a roster of 10. Um, you can drop somebody and make pickups between major shows. So like uh, between like, say, there's this we just had TLC. The next big show will be AEW, right? And there's like six weeks until the next day, until the AEW show. So, uh, but regardless, normally what happens is you can drop two people and you get two picks between that time frame. Uh, you can't just drop your whole roster and pick up a whole new group of people. You get points for wins, different types of wins result in different kinds of points. Uh, you know, it, it, it just breaks down like it would, uh, it would for a lot of fantasy leagues and a lot of stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's very interesting. And uh, I didn't come up with any of it. So I'm glad other people did the heavy lifting. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Are, are, are you winning? I'm just curious. Uh, no, I'm like middle of the pack. I actually got brought in in the middle of the season because another okay. guy quit. Uh, I wasn't a part of it originally, and they just asked if I'd be interested in doing it since I'm a big wrestling fan. And I said, sure, why not? I'll give it a shot. So I took over. Uh, I didn't really understand how things worked, and I dropped down to almost last place, which is like ninth. And I've managed to get myself back up to like fourth place now. So I'm like, all right, so I've got the swing of things now. I'm kind of getting it at this point. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can't just let me tell you, you can't just have people you like. It's like every other fantasy league. Don't just, you know, don't pick the Dallas Cowboys just because they're your team. It's, <laughs> you know, uh, but in any event, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. But it also helps me because when I'm not really invested in a match, sometimes this makes me invested in a match. <laughs> I understand. That. It's like it's like I did fantasy football for years. It's like, well, I guess I'll watch this game since that's my receiver. And, exactly. Uh, my yep. yep, exactly. It happens all the time. Um, so up next, we have the SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks and Carmella. Easily Carmella's best match in the WWE. Yeah, yeah. Some some improvement, too. I don't know if she's been training there in her off time. but uh, oh, great she stuff. has to, yeah. And I will give him credit because I was worried about this. Reginald Thomas, her, her uh, second, if you will, um, didn't get in the match too much. It was just enough that it didn't get ridiculous. I was worried about that. Right. It did the right amount. Right. I agree. Hi, Mom. I see Mom checking in as well. It's become a weekly thing. Mom's saying hi. Uh, um, says, uh, oh, hey. Hello to you as well. Um, it, it, it was it was a really good match between the two ladies. Uh, following that that TLC match was hard no matter who you were. Um, yeah. But but I'll say this. They didn't lose me at any point in the match. I was interested through the whole thing. So, hey, kudos to them. They did a great job. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the match as well. I was, um, you know, I thought I, mean, I picked Carmella. Uh, but I thought she looked fine in defeat. I was a little bit worried about that, but because yeah. of everything that went on, and um, you know, I, I thought she had her at one point when she a uh, lot locked in her hole. But uh, but you know, Sasha's not going to tap out now. I guess because she's still babyface. I guess. Anyway, sure, <laughs> sure. As much as anybody is a babyface these days, sure. <laughs> ah, next, uh, Raw Tag Team Championship, the New Day. Which, by the way, uh, Cedric Alexander of the Hurt Business is on my team. Uh, so it was the New Day versus the Hurt Business. Again, good match. Um, I, I These guys have wrestled each other a bunch at this point. Yeah, yeah they so, even pointed that out during the show. <laughs> yeah, I, which I thought was a mistake because they brought that up during the match. The, one of the announcers goes, he, he says something along the lines of, they've faced them how many times now? We've seen them in singles matches and tag team matches and blah, blah, blah. And he's, just, he's belaboring the point that we've seen this too many times. And yeah. I'm like, hey, announcer, s- stop saying that. Like you, you're, yeah, yeah. But that's the problem. The announcer is not supposed to be reminding us of this. You, there's other ways to make that point without making it sound like it's happened too much. You know, you could talk about how well these teams know each other, how they've gone to war, how they've, you know, blah, blah, blah. Don't say how many matches have they had against each other? They, they feels like they've faced each other three times and like whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. dude, you're, you're sounding like the people who complain that's not your role. Like, I'm sure he got yelled at in his ear. I think it was Byron who said it. And I was like, Byron? I was I was mad for Vince. I I, I think you could present like, well, how many times is, uh, you know, the Hurt Business going to get a shot? Maybe it's like, yeah. Well, you can even bring up like this. This is probably the Hurt Business's last chance at, at a title shot here. They've had chances already. And, they you know, they haven't been able to, you know, make it. Uh, but, you know, they managed to win. And uh, good for them. It yeah. is weird to me that we're just kind of seeing them get their flow going as a tag team, and all we're doing the Cedric Alexander's going to tag himself in thing and cause a little bit of, of ruffled feathers. I'm like, I hope that's not something that becomes an issue within the group and like really leads to a problem because they're too good of a group for that right now. Yeah, I, I don't like seeing that dissension either, Sean. It was one of those yeah. we did it on, on the Raw on, on Monday that nobody watched, where um, you know when, where, <laughs> when when they win the match and Cedric's you know acting like you know they won the everything. But it was a little bit weird because I, I thought those two would celebrate together. It was more of like MVPs in the middle. Right. By the way, congratulations, Sheldon Benjamin. It's been years since he's held. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it's been a long, long time. Yeah, I, I mean, um, one of the most underrated wrestlers, probably, I don't see in the history, but I would definitely put him on that list. Where I mean, he's in the, he was in the same spot when he was there originally. He was in the same spot as guys like Cesaro, yeah, who are there and were put in a tag team, and I mean, are great as a tag team wrestler. But that's not they have so much more potential than that. Um, to Jordan's point, I'm glad to see them with the gold as well. Uh, I would say no to the new nation of domination. They, I, if somebody even brought that up once too. I don't remember if it was MVP or somebody was like, why is it every time we put like black wrestlers betting together and do a, a faction, it's got to be a new nation of domination. Why does it have to be about that? And like yeah. that, they, I, which I, it's funny because that's where our brains go. You know what I mean? Every single time it's not like we see a bunch of white guys get together and go, Oh, is it a new DX? Is yeah. it, you know, is it a- and they, and they make this nothing about race. They just make it about hurting people, and that's their business. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see them going. I like when I and I won't lie. When I first saw them get together too, I thought something similar. And it's just weird that my brain goes to that automatically, um, because like you said, Dave, they've never made that the issue at all. If yeah. anything, the new day when they originally got together before we saw the power of positivity stuff, when uh, Xavier Woods came out and talked to them and like cut this promo, uh, it was very heelish and almost sounded kind of like he was leaning towards a nation type thing and it did obviously went a completely different direction than we thought um but it worked out pretty good for him hurt business same thing these guys like you said they're just in the business of hurting people and 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 winning matches and it's working out pretty well they've become one of the most watchable parts of the show each week yeah what i like seeing and this is like small things but when he did win the match which by the way clean a clean victory yeah oh and, and and kofi lost some teeth yeah that was it looked like it was these ones right here. Like from what I could tell when they showed the picture of the teeth. I was like, those are some small teeth. I think it's down here in the front is what I'm looking at here. So uh good for them. Yeah, I I liked when they won was the celebration at the end because it always seems like I mean, sometimes it seems forced, but this seems so like genuine with Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. coming out. I, I just it's it's a small part, but but I love that well, kind of stuff. It that that speaks to the the cohesiveness and and the camaraderie of the group as a whole. Like I feel like behind the scenes, you know what I mean. Yeah. I feel like when they're not out there on camera, these guys are still spending time, like at least at least working on what they're going to be doing and the characters and this that and the other thing. If they're not going out together, I mean, you know, I don't know about that, but I feel like this it, it shows that there's chemistry between them as individuals, which is why the celebrations like that look more genuine than forced. Uh, Jordan's 100% right. MVP is a great manager. Yeah. I loved when he had Shelton outside. He got a bottle of water, and he's like, here, here, just take it, you know, cool off, cool off. And he puts it back in his pocket. I was like, yeah, this is, I love MVP as a manager. He's probably second only to Paul Heyman. Yeah, yeah, he, he's done a great job. He's great on the mic. He obviously knows the business. Um, I, I just hope that they don't. there's no dissension with with the ridiculousness of, of what, you know, what could be down the road. Like, don't, don't do this now. Let them how, have one. How awesome would it be? Right. Tell, just give, give me this, please. Please. Somebody give me this. Brock Lesnar comes back. Right. Not going after Roman Reigns. Right. Not not that whole nine yards. He'd probably go after Drew if he's going to go after anybody. Right. Yeah. But like, let's say that doesn't happen. Let's say he comes back and somehow ends up in a feud with Bobby Lashley. And you've got MVP as the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley. and You've got Paul Heyman as the mouthpiece Ooh. for Brock Lesnar. Oh, give me that. Please, I want to see it like yesterday. First of all, I think they could have a great smash, like really big smash and crash type match. Um, and the promos leading up to that would be gold. Yeah, yeah, because neither, neither guy has to talk. Yeah. You know, just, just leave the MVP and Paul Heyman. Which, and this is, like I think, the one like Brock match we haven't got. I don't, I don't think even on the Rumble they've even faced off. But 
you know, you know, Bobby. I don't know if they, know if they ever have. Yeah. They may have somewhere at some point, but not, not anywhere like featured. You know what I mean? Maybe it was yeah. in like a. Maybe they maybe they face each other in a dark match somewhere or something. Um, I don't now. I'm curious. And I want to go look, <laughs> but it's one of those matches that I, I'd love to see. Yeah. That especially the current the point that these two guys are at now. You know what I mean? Um, because other than that, yeah, like beforehand, I would have liked to have seen it just based on, you know, they were both big physical specimens and whatnot. Uh, apparently a couple of months ago, Bobby Lashley officially has said he wants to face Brock Lesnar before Lesnar's done there. So with I'm any sure luck, a lot of guys want to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bobby's one that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But just looking at the guy, man, he, oof, that would be, that'd be, I want to see it. I want put it on WrestleMania this year. I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah. That, yeah that's a WrestleMania it, match. It has to be more than two minutes. It cannot be what we got, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I thought Brock's performance at the Rumble was great. One of the best performances of the year. The match uh, at the at Mania stunk. Sorry. Sorry, Drew. I don't, I don't think it stunk. I just think that's Brock's thing now. It's it's big. It's the, it's, you get the, uh, the, 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 like, you get the, you get the hits and that's all you're going to get. You know, he, you're not, wow. you're not getting the, the 20 minute, 30 minute matches from Brock anymore. It's just not happening. Yeah. I think the long I think the longest match he had prior to that was uh, maybe his match against Finn Balor or against uh Daniel Bryan or some something like that. I mean, I feel like those were a little longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Seth matches, uh, the second one. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, I mean, obviously his rumble appearance was over. The, adva- the thing I want to see with Bobby Lashley is I want to see Bobby because I don't I, Bobby's not built up like Goldberg in the sense that Goldberg is going to come back and run through you. Um, Bobby's just built up as another physical specimen. So I feel like he could just be on Brock's level. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to see Brock just suplexing Bobby for 20, for 20 minutes. I'm not going to see Bobby suplexing Brock for 20 minutes. It's going to be a little bit of back and forth, you know? Yeah. You know, Brock taking time off, this does allow like guys like Bobby and some other guys that, you know, can be there that you can finally get some matches when Brock yeah. comes back. Because, right. you know, at that point, he pretty much decimated the roster. I mean, there's Keith Lee down the road, too, when he's uh, back from training. I mean, he's already back from training. He did. <laughs> he was on Raw this week. And the pre- he's been there. I mean, it's like, it's not like he went anywhere. Well, it's, it's all the same town. I mean, other than driving yeah. to Orlando now because they're in Tampa. Who was it? Was it somebody talked about it recently? One of the other performers who was like, um, oh, Otis. It was Otis who came out and said something. Because he was one of the guys that was sent for training. And he's like, um... I don't know what they're talking about because we've never stopped going to training. He was like, it's just like somebody made a report out of it this week. And he was like, we're not doing anything differently than we've been doing this whole time because we, which we talked about, they don't have live shows. So they're, yeah. they're doing this training regularly because they need to stay sharp and they don't have the live shows to really fine tune stuff now. So he, Otis was like, I, Otis literally was like, I don't, we're not, nothing's changed, but all of a sudden last week it was a story for some reason. Yeah. And uh, he was like, I don't, I don't understand, but whatever. You know, again, I think people made a bigger deal out of it than necessary. Yeah, I, I think so too. Probably because of the names that came up in the story with the uh, Keith Lee and, and Otis, and it's like, but yeah, you know, they have to stay fresh. I mean, baseball players practice every day. There's no when there's not a game, even before yeah. a game. It, it's you know, I mean, it's what you got to do. You, you got to stay sharp. Mm-hmm. And speaking of sharp, after being off for a number of months, um, well, I had TBD, but we now know who was in the attack team match. Uh, yes, it was uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler trying to defend the Women's Tag Team Championships against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. And uh, I'll say it was a good match. It was it was a well-wrestled match. This may have been, as far as I'm going to, we're going to leave the main, main, the main event out for now. If we're just talking about everything prior to the main event, this might have been my least favorite match to that point. 
um, simply because this one wasn't great. It was it was good, um, but with with Oscar and Charlotte now, I was hoping for a little more, especially with Shayna. Nia, I just never see anything with Nia that makes me go, "Ooh, ah, wow!" Um, unless, of course, she hurts somebody. The you know, Charlotte came back. Charlotte looked great, by the way. Yes, yeah, she did. She she looked. I I, I mean, I, and she looked I'm, cleaner. Cleaner, she, yes. That, that's what I'm looking for. She yeah. lost a little mass, and I'm not saying like she was heavy before or anything. She just looked like she had more muscle mass and whatnot before, and she looked like she leaned down some. Yeah. And um, she she was. I mean, she everything was looking good. The I mean, the typical Charlotte Flair costumes and everything. Uh, even her makeup looked a little different. My girlfriend even pointed it out that she said even her makeup looked. Looked a little different, but she thought it looked good. It was a it was a better look for her. She showed up looking great. She was clearly, you know, ready to go. Um, by the way, can we please, please, please get rid of natural selection? It is a terrible move. It it almost never looks like it has any impact to it. And this sun this past Sunday was another example of that. She does it to Shayna, and it doesn't look like there's any impact whatsoever. It looks like she rolls over Shayna, and Shayna kind of like lowers her head down into a yoga position. And then somehow it results in a pin. Well, it's almost like a snap mirror. I I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, it's supposed to be a snap mirror, but it's not ever. It's always it's almost always awkward and poorly timed. But but uh, Sean, how how is she going to win the match? Shane is not going to tap out to the figure eight. She's no, not. I get that. She doesn't have to fa- get a new finisher. That's all I'm saying. You don't. I, who cares? You say maybe after being gone for a couple months, she should have come back with it with a yeah, different. Yeah, she could have debuted a new finisher at that point. She could have busted out something new on us. The, no. uh, it, it could have very easily happened. She also, you know, could have, I mean, Oscar could have got the pin or something. I don't know. You didn't have to give it to Shane, to, to Charlotte. But, but that's why you brought Charlotte back. Uh, no, you brought, no, you brought Charlotte back for the pop. You didn't need her to get the pin. You could have easily had her lock up Nia in the figure eight, which Nia wouldn't have tapped. And then you could have had Oscar uh, get a pin at the same time, which would have tied up Jackson. They both would have been involved in the finish. Would have been fine. But I'm just saying, I don't like natural selection. She could go with, uh, what was that thing Dean Ambrose used to use? It was like a, no, not the DDT before that. He like, it was like he held them like almost in a side headlock and then dove forward and planted their head in the ground. Oh man, what was that called? I don't remember now. Um, But I'm sure people know what I'm talking about. There's another move like that too, where they grab them like Snapmare style and they go forward with them and do the head into the ground to the, um, which I I think it was called a Snapmare driver or something at one point. But I mean, something like that could keep the theme of the natural selection impact, but look a little better in in motion. Um, Especially with with Charlotte being so tall, it's awkward for her to try and make that work because by the time she gets around on the natural selection, she's damn near on the ground. And so it's like she kind of it doesn't always work for some of these people. But again, the match itself was good. I felt that that finish moment was a little weak looking, but, it, you know, it is what it is with that move. Um, I, I thought, by the way, what do you think of like her intro? Because there wasn't like, you know, Oscar didn't say anything. It's just she's there. Then all of a sudden Charlotte's music plays. And... Well, yeah, she just pointed at the stage or whatever and waited <laughs> yeah. for her music. She already knew she had Charlotte. Well, yeah, she knew, but there was no like to me. There's, there was no like drama there of like, okay, who's it going to be? Well, you know, it's like no... they they didn't. I mean, it's unnecessary because you don't have people there live. I mean, when you do that, it's really for the people that are there live to get a reaction in the crowd, and there was no people there, so they could create their reaction. It didn't matter. So uh, they piped in their cheers, happen. and it worked fine. <laughs> and I mean, realistically, we all knew it was going to be Charlotte, so it's not like yeah. there was a big surprise coming. It's not like all of a sudden we heard Trish Stratish's music or something, which would have been huge, you know. <laughs> yeah. Who's – oh, that's right. Our other picks were – mine was Kiari Sane, and you had um, – Sony uh, Deville. Sony Deville, yeah. yeah. I, was hope, I was hoping, but nope. Yeah. 
So uh, another uh, Plunder's uh, fun match, the uh, TLC uh, match for the WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens with uh, a lot of uh, J- Jimmy Uso. Or Jay Uso. Jay Uso. Uh, another really good match. Um, both guys worked really, really well. Um I, you know, and, and again, I'm going to say that it was it was almost never in doubt that Roman was going to win this, but they did create a couple of believable moments for Kevin. They did a really good job with this, even though we all realistically knew there was no way Roman was losing this. Um, so I, I applaud them on that, on structuring the match that way, because they did a great job. Uh, the two guys performed wonderfully. The only thing I'm not liking about Jay Uso is this repeated interference thing where he kind of gets squashed. And then he, you know, especially in this one, geez, he got squashed like what three times, and he kept coming back. <laughs> yeah, it, the repeated like swatting of him like a fly uh, is diminishing to me his stature as a as a as a superstar. Because like when he was in there with those main events with Roman Reigns, that was bringing him up. That made him feel more legitimate in in that main event area. And then he had that match with Daniel Bryan that was really effing good, and he beat Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan, and it's like. It was really, really good. So now he's having these moments where he's just basically, I mean, literally, he runs in to attack Owens, and it's like swatting a fly. He's down. You know what I mean? And it's, it's. I don't, I don't see that as helping Jay. Well, I, I think part of it is because you know if he's going to get the upper hand on Kevin, then it be, that doesn't become like a two-on-one handicap match, if you will. Well, I mean, it's because he comes back three times. That's what it is. I mean, it's that it, it's what it is anyway. He's yeah, just yeah. getting he, he gets carried out with a leg injury. He gets put through a table. He gets yeah. Uh, and Which, I mean, by the way, um, you know, the, the laws of who sets up the table, who goes through it, um, yeah. it was almost broken with uh, with Owens going through a table that Roman set up. It's, you don't yeah. always see that. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Keeping you guessing. Keeping you guessing. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, they didn't. The law of reverse momentum didn't work in Owens favor either because he, he no. was the one he was the one getting his butt handed to him on Friday and he ended up losing the match anyway. Well, he did. He did pile up all the furniture on, on, on Jay at one point. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it didn't matter. He didn't win the match. Um, so, you know, but again, it was a good match, really good match between these guys, uh, would have been a great closer for the show. If only, um, one match left is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the main event of the evening. Um, I, uh, all right. So here's my thing. The match itself (laughs) a little long. Oh, but okay. As far as the match went for a fire inferno match. Right. It's funny when the match was when they were getting ready to start. I was asking my girlfriend, I'm like, where the hell's fire going to be? Because there's none of those things on the ring apron to make the fire, right? With- yeah, yeah, because it was spread out a little more. Yeah, yeah. I kept waiting. I was like, well, where's the where's the things to make the fire? And then I see those tall, like like pole looking things around the outside, and I was like, oh, it's going to be around where the fans. Okay, I get it now. Which I actually, by the way, kind of liked. To be perfectly honest, um, I kind of dug that. Um, it, yeah, Philip, it caught me off guard too. It wasn't quite what I expected either. But I do think that they worked relatively well together. It was about as insane as those kind of matches are going to get these days, uh, specifically when you had uh, Bray Wyatt taking things like the belt or leather strap or whatever it was and lighting it on fire and going to swat uh, Orton with it. And I mean, there were other moments like that where the chair and whatnot, and he doused it the fire and or the, the gasoline and then threw the match down, the lighter down and it poof chair goes up and i mean clearly there was a little camera magic worked in there but yeah yeah it wasn't overdone and i was okay with it and then the fiend lost um no belt ringing by the way i thought it was odd i'm like well i thought that's yeah yeah um 
here's my thing. I I didn't mind the fiend losing. To be perfectly honest with you, like that didn't phase me, um, especially the way it happened because I thought the fiend still looked like a killer monster. Well, because, because he, he was on the offensive. That's what I yeah, thought. He he caught on fire. This dude is on fire, and he dives in the ring and goes after Orton. And I was like, oh, that's terrifying. Like. Yeah. I'm thinking they're going to go like the, the show is going to end like that. Like Orton slides out the other side, like terrified, like that he set this guy on fire and he's still coming at him. And I'm like, wow, that's terrifying. Drops him with an RKO. Okay. You know, that's, that's all right. That's fine. He drops him with the RKO. Then we set up with Orton with a lot of gasoline and stuff. And, and, and then Orton commits murder. Um, yeah. <laughs> Orton commits stone cold murder and nobody tried to stop him. Well, yeah, yeah, the ring of fire around him. So how, how could you? Uh, um, there was only a ring of fire around him, around the, where the people would be seated. There were plenty of ways for people to come out there if they wanted to stop him. Um, not to mention the fact, aren't they controlling the fire? So they can just turn it off. Well, it uh, gets bigger and bigger every time you hit him with something. You know, which I mean, I, I get why they do that. That's fine. But the but I mean, like the ramp is still open. They can come down the ramp, um, and I'm like. Wait, hold on. We send out people and guys and security upon security when people get into a brawl because we've got to stop that. But when somebody's going to commit murder, <laughs> we don't send anybody out. It's not. No, it's it's fine. Um, By the way, the results on the Wikipedia page for the end of the match says Randy Orton killed the Fiend Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what it looked like. Um, so here's. So when The Fiend comes back, because on Monday Night Raw, The Fiend, uh, I'm sorry, Alexa Bliss was out there talking to Orton and talking about how when The Fiend comes back, it's going to be like nothing you've ever seen before and this, that, and the other thing. And that's good. When he comes back, whenever that is, it should be made a big deal. It should be it should be made yeah. a big deal out of. What I would do is probably uh, wait until Royal Rumble, at least, to bring him back. And have Orton in the ring and then have some kind of new, crazy, insane entrance for the Fiend or whatever the new look is going to be or whatever the new thing is going to be and have him show up to attack Orton and eliminate him from the Royal Rumble. Then you can build up towards a WrestleMania match between the two uh, or whatever you want to do. But I I just I have so many problems with this over the top um, lighting him on fire thing that that it, it just i was i was i was into it right up until that moment i was like something's gonna happen orton's gonna go to set him on fire the lights are gonna go out you know some, something's gonna happen or, right? like the body's gonna disappear all of a sudden right. yeah something um now this is leading for a uh this is leading to a a, a uh, as chris boyd says uh a growth of bray's character then that's good i'm good with that but it's still a really weird way to get there yeah, and Chris mentioned on uh, his Twitter account, um, it's like he's in a cocoon or something. You know, it's, it's like if he he's comes a- back looking like a butterfly, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> well, I mean, he's going to be a firefly. Ooh, he could be a firefly, even though I don't know if they go cocoons. <laughs> I don't think but, so. I don't think so either, but hey, you know what? Let's just run I mean, with it. We're also, not gonna, to, it also, glow. we're also not supposed to light people on fire, but apparently we do that. A, a less, I mean, WWE has killed people before. Paul Barrett and the C-Met. Yeah, Great well, last year in their hometown, so. he was. I mean, yeah, he was. He was. He was pretty much gone when that happened. Yeah, um, you had. Uh, was it Tori Wilson's father? <laughs> oh yeah, the heart attack. Not L. Wilson or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at his Twitter now, and I'm seeing this stuff. Yep, that's. Um, 
it's interesting to say the least. Yeah. But we'll, uh, I guess we'll see what happens with this. Um, it could be, I'm hoping it's a big deal when he comes back and it's not just the same fiend we've seen before to give, give him some, give him some kind of growth in some way, shape or form, like just something. So that means something. Um, again, I didn't have a problem with the match itself. Just the ending was so over the top. It, it kind of pulled me out. It, it started slow for me. It, it got better, but like the, the, this type of matches don't, I'm say don't really work for me. I, cause it, it's the gimmick of, like the ambulance match, although we had a decent one this year with Drew and Randy, but um, yeah, yeah, you're just you're just waiting, you know. It's like, oh, if he's going to go in the fire, he's going to go in the fire, and he's not going in. It's just like the stretcher matches or whatever. It's just the yeah. stretcher matches are hard for me. I don't like those ones. Those are boring. Um, so, so I was going to go about this one. I, I thought maybe Alexa was going to show up. There was none of that. It was just. Well, uh, a good, a good thing, thing because apparently Orton would have just lit her ass on fire. <laughs> so I mean, it's a good thing she didn't show up. Um. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like with the whole fiend thing. I don't know it. The match itself again was fine. I didn't have a problem with the match. As far as an inferno match is going to go, I I was okay with it. It was okay. It was entertaining. Um, I I got to tell you though, for inferno matches in the future, if they if they do more of these at any point, Chris Boyd's point right here. Uh, I like the fact that WWE is taking advantage of not having a direct crowd and are doing things they couldn't do with a full crowd. Here's my problem. If they're going to do one of these matches in the future, I kind of don't want there to be a crowd because I liked them not being limited to staying within the ring yeah. because it gave them more to work with and it made the match flow a little better. Whereas inside the fire, first of all, it's just plain dangerous. Um, and secondly, it's really limiting on what they can do here. They've got full range of motion in the ring and they've got the outside to work with and then the fire. Yeah. And, and what, and, I don't know if you noticed. I mean, and I, I couldn't. I was looking for it in this match. I didn't see it because I think the last time they had an inferno match was Bray and Kane, which and, I don't even think counted as an inferno match. I think it was. I think it was a Ring of Fire match or something like that so or whatever. Cause, cause I think the could, I think the actual last inferno match was a while ago. Because and that was yours because you could see it in that match and, and maybe these guys were off camera here is that you saw firemen and yeah. fire extinguishers like all around the ringside. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they're out of view. They're hidden down. They're you know, they're wearing black basically to, to match the uh, you know, yeah. apron. But, uh, you know, because because at one point I saw like I felt bad for the camera guys inside because it's like because you almost have like nowhere to go when the yeah. action's coming your way because you can't, you know, can't go that way. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that, like, for me, th- that ending ended for ended the show on kind of a huh note for me. But the issue is I also understand why you didn't have anything else after this. Because yeah. where do you go after this? After murder, where do you go? A, a typical TLC match ain't going to quite cut it at that point. No. Um, so I understood why it needed to be last, uh, if that's what you're going to do. Which, by the way, your show ends with murder. You'd think maybe that would be the first thing you'd address on Monday Night Raw. What One of our superstars murdered a guy on our show. You'd think that that would be the first recap. Nope. Nope. Hey, Drew McIntyre beat AJ Styles and The Miz and Derpeter, and we've got a six-man tag match later. And so, you know, uh, nothing about them. Okay, just bury the lead. Whatever. All right, it's fine, I guess. They'll bring it up at the 9 o'clock hour. By the way, fans, uh, last night, uh, Randy Orton murdered the Fiend. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, just, but, it's, but, but done in such that, you know, that melatonin, monotone voice of... They should have just started the the show with like Vic Joseph and um um uh, Samoa Joe and Byron just just staring at the camera like like they're just 
shouldn't uh, no words just no words and then just air the monday night raw intro you know what i mean because <laughs> that to me like you want to get people to watch you got to start with the holy crap moment you, can't hook, that you gotta go with the hook yeah. how do you not i don't understand that and i mean yeah. again it was, it was it was divisive people either thought it was cool or they thought it was really weird uh but either way it's it's the big hook from your show yeah yeah no offense point. to drew mcintyre um no, but if, if it bleeds or if it burns it leads yeah, and it's a terrible old thing in, in, in news and this, that, and the other thing, but it, it tends to be true. So it, it, it that's people are going to yeah. tune in to see that stuff. So in any event, um, yeah. overall, uh, I don't know. What did what did you think of the show, Dave? I'm, I'm going to go with seven. I, I, just, I, I, didn't, I didn't like the main event, not for what happened, but, I was like, but just that last match. Um, I, I thought the two title matches were great. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the tag match was... Uh, the ladies match. I, I just, I just, Charlotte being back, it was Charlotte kind of being, I mean, she looked great, but like it was Charlotte kind of being Charlotte kind of thing. I kind of felt like, well, you're really taking, you know, the buzz off of Oscar here. Um, you know, and she's the woman's champion. Maybe that sets up something down the road. I don't know. Cause it's, I mean, like, for me, there was no, um, buzz on Oscar anyway. She was second to Lana. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if she's going to be second to somebody, I'd rather be somebody like Charlotte. Who's probably going to be challenging her soon, anyway? Probably, yeah. What yeah. do we have? Was it was it was it a it was a six man tag, or not a six man tag? Jeez, a six man a six match card. Yeah, yeah. I'm liking this six match formula. I'm liking it a lot. Could we continue this, please? After the pandemic, I don't need ten matches on each of these shows. It makes it four hours long. I just don't. I could deal with six matches. Well, the one thing they did with the show, and I don't think they do this with the crowd, but every match. And I, and I didn't watch this live just because because uh, I had a schedule change. Um, yeah. Is that every match, and I fast forward through a good chunk of this, had the, um, you know, the package beforehand. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, and I'm obviously we're watching it live. And, like, I get it for the pay-per-views because as a history piece, you know, people go back and watch. It's like, oh, yeah, this is, like, what went, ha- went out in the feud, which I appreciate. But when you're watching the show – and as much as wrestling as we watch, it's like, I don't need to see the package. I kind of been living this the last month. Let me skip ahead five minutes. The only time I ever want to see those packages is when they're the really good hype packages. When they're the Stone Cold, The Rock, Limp Biscuit, My Way, uh, WrestleMania package. When they're the Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, uh, Ver- was it the Verve Pipe? Is that who that song was? Um, uh, running Up That Hill song when he was trying to get him to have that last match with him. Uh, that That video package because it was freaking phenomenal best one i've ever seen um when it, when, when they do those kind of really epic recap video type things yeah. totally in for it you go ahead and air that video before we uh, have the match i'm good for it but when it's just clips of of the last several weeks of wrestling and that's really it now nah, i'm good thanks I, i've seen all this uh kate bush running up that hill kate bush, okay i couldn't remember who it was oh yeah verve pipe were the people who did the song for his retirement the the colorful song they did that, yeah, I think it was Verve Pipe, colorful, right? Uh, no, because Verve Pipe is a freshman cup of tea and photograph, and, and also villains and pretty petty. They basically were one album band out of Michigan that I played the heck out of in college radio back in the 90s. So. <laughs> no, I'm looking at it. It was, it was the Verve Pipe, colorful. They did a Shawn Michaels retirement video with that. Oh, that one. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, I've always been saying the Verve Pipe did his retirement video, not the hype video for WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess you. You're right. The WrestleMania was that Cade guy with uh, running up that hill. Um, if By the way, if you haven't seen those, you need to go out of your way and watch them. The Stone Cold Rock My Way um, 
one from WrestleMania. What was that? 17? Yes. Yes. Okay. And Shawn Michaels Undertaker was for the last match for, of Shawn Michaels career. Um, it or was 18, or 18. Was it for Austin? One of those. Yeah. Was 18. It might've been, it might've been 18. You might be right. Cause rock, cause uh, rock faced Hogan at 19. Right. Or you faced oh, him at 18, okay. which wasn't, which wasn't Canada. I don't remember. <laughs> Been a long time, guys. It's been a long, long time. A lot of WrestleManias under my belt. Yeah, eighteen. It must have been seventeen then, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, because Austin retired at nineteen, right? But was it seventeen where they had the rematch and it was with that's when Vince McMahon yeah, came out this year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Seventeen, seventeen. Yeah. Here's the one I, I need to beat you, Rock. I need it more than anything you you can imagine, you know. So see, Phillips coming back. Rock Hogan was eighteen. Yeah, um, yeah that match was great up until the last twenty seconds. <laughs> I still liked it regardless. The um, but look seriously, if you haven't seen it, uh, go watch the Undertaker Shawn Michaels uh hype package for WrestleMania 26, and the um WrestleMania 17 Austin Rock package. They are two of the best things WWE's ever produced. Yeah. So um, okay. So you went. What'd you say? Seven out of ten. So uh, yeah, I said seven. Yeah, but not not a bad show. The world title matches right. were great. Like I said, I, I, I you know. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go eight out of ten. Uh, I really enjoyed the the world title matches. Um, the world tag team championship match was really good. The women's tag team match was good. I mean, it wasn't bad at all. Um, Randy Orton and the Fiend. I enjoyed that very last moment was what made me go, huh? So it wasn't like I'm not gonna knock it down too much for that. But uh, it was. I, I thought overall it was a well done show. It flowed well. I didn't get bored at any point. Even Carmella and shot Sasha Banks, who I had no interest in going in, uh, had a good match that kept my interest. I don't know. I think I grabbed my phone. I, it was. It wasn't a bad match. It was just. I. Don't, but I just. I, by coming off the other match, it was like, well, they're going to follow up with this, and it, it was, you know. But you just, but good on them. It was one of Carmella's better matches. Uh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So all right, go. We got that out of the way. And uh, I guess that means, um, what, next week is our um, end of the year show, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Holy crap. I know. Wow. Where's end of you? gone? Uh, I'll tell you where I can go. <laughs> um, straight to hell in a cell. We uh, set it on fire. You know what? Maybe, maybe yeah, that's, what, that's what Randy Orton was doing. He, 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 he saw he, The Fiend as the embodiment of 2020. So the Fiend was holding a calendar, and he's like, oh, I will show you what 2020 you can do the um but yeah so our year-end review coming up next week um make sure you guys tune in for that next week uh send us your emails espr at fm99.com let us know we want to hear what some of your moments were from the year what did you what what were your highlights from 2020 we desperately we i know we say all the time we want to hear from you guys we legitimately do especially on episodes like this so yeah. go ahead and uh please shoot them over to us espr at fm99.com any highlights you guys had doesn't have to be wwe can be aew can be uh, Impact, can be Ring of Honor, can be New Japan, can be AAA, whatever you guys are watching. Tell us what happened that you really enjoyed throughout the year. We really want to hear about it. Again, and, this- and I'm going to have a poll up too on our uh, Twitter page of different categories that you and I talked about. Your match of the year and wrestler of the year and tag team yeah. of the year. Right. So, so get some feedback. Yeah, get some feedback on that, and we'll also have some some choices there. Um, but other than that, I guess uh, just don't forget to follow us here on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, facebook.com slash espr99 on twitter at espr99 and uh, make sure you uh, go ahead and follow us and you turn on notifications so when we go live you get notified you find us on your ma- all your major podcasting apps just search espr wrestling and give us a five-star rating and a review pretty please and last but not least fm99.com and 1069thefox.com under the media tab 
Just give it a little click and an ESPR. It's right there. And it takes you to our most recent episode every single time. So uh, without further ado, until next week, when we bid 2020 adieu, or, you know, as I like to say, get the hell out. Uh, <laughs> I don't have anything Christmassy, but. Uh, that's fine. It, you know what? It's, it's, as long as it's in your heart, Dave, that's what matters. Three sizes, two that's the wrong way to never mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, so until next week, guys, we will uh, be back with our year-end review. And eat. remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Merry Christmas, everybody. And get out. <laughs>